So manis and petties are a thing at your house during football games, right? Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. In today's episode, we are touching on an issue that I'm slowly becoming an expert in, raising young women. With three daughters between the ages of three and 12, my learning curve is accelerating, more like a vertical climb to be honest, but accelerating. We will touch on some of the special challenges for raising a household full of women and possibly touch upon its impact on my long-term alcohol consumption. In the meantime, let's get started. To start us out today, it's important to take a look at my own biases and perceptions from the way I grew up. I grew up with one brother and two much younger sisters. At the time, I could see differences between what I did and what I got to do and what they did and what they got to do. Many of these perceptions ended up being a function of age as much as anything else and my parents changing lifestyles but it's what I had to go on when I was starting out. A couple quick examples of this. When I was younger, we had cattle, we had sheep, and butchering was something that my brother and I did help with, specifically when the mobile butcher shop showed up. There wasn't a lot to do, but you were around, you did what you could. Fixing fence, stretching wire, spraying weeds in the pasture were all things that my brother and I took on under fairly close supervision from my father that I never remembered the girls doing. Part of that could be his age gap and the fact that as I got into high school and deeper into events, many of those chores were severely curtailed or totally eliminated as I got older because there wasn't time. Both parents were working as well as working at the ranch, so it didn't happen as much. Now, things that were similar, we all shot guns, we all drove way too young. And because they were younger, when I would come home from college, I couldn't understand how much they got to run the road that I didn't get to. I was upset at the time. (laughs) Now, enter my own girls and the things I've learned from them. First off, having girls means you will never not be told what to do. Whether it's how I dress what to watch, what kind of jokes are going to be okay, all of those are under complete scrutiny from the time they're about two. And as they get older, it becomes more impressive. My 12-year-old is very fond of giving anything I wear the eye because she does not approve. And I've become a master of dad jokes in the last few years and have decided that dad jokes are a direct result of my sense of humor being completely inappropriate for being around my own kids. I don't want to get called to another principal's office for a suspension because my middle daughter told one of the jokes I told at home. And that could happen with that daughter. The color pink. Even if it's not their favorite color, and fortunately for me, none of the three of them are totally into pink. Now, they'll give me shades of color that they like that I don't really believe are colors till I talk to my wife, but nonetheless, the color pink becomes more of a explosion across your house or a lifestyle than a color. And I don't mind pink. Never did. Had some great hot pink shirts back in the 80s. I did not intend to live with this much pink. 
<laughs> Next, you become much more aware. And as a parent, you damn well better do something about it. We're going to start with the general heading of equity. It's not something you think about growing up, but it's something you're very aware of raising a group of girls. It starts young. My daughter was hearing it in preschool and elementary school, what she couldn't or could do as defined by her boys in her class. So that's led to a lot of discussions. One of my daughters absolutely loves football and not being allowed to play because of her gender is worrisome. Fortunately, she's the sort who's aggressive enough to continue to push to get what she wants rather than just going away and crying about it. But it is tough to hear that it still exists. It does make me worry about opportunities, in part because I've watched my female supervisors over the course of my career have conversations that I couldn't imagine having to have, and it came down to their gender. And I worry about that for my girls. Next is the world itself. I'm constantly worried about how do I teach my daughters to exist in a world as imperfect as the one we're living in? How do I make them understand that the world can be a dark place, but it also can be a wonderful place? That they have to live with awareness, even though it's not fair that they need to, but they must be courageous and live without fear in the process. How do I raise daughters to be fierce, hardworking, and independent when the world values selfies more than selflessness? The answer so far on that has been a step at a time and letting them fight their own battles where I can. Because the world's not going to get easier because daddy comes and rescues. Daddy can teach you how to fight the battle, but you need to fight it yourself. And it's important to put them around great role models. My daughters are growing up with a mother who is a tremendous role model. Grandmothers who have done great things in their lives. And they're surrounded by the quality of people who show them the way that their lives can be. From teacher to attorney to scientist, those role models are incredibly important for our girls. Hard work is a continuing struggle. It takes time and the right chores to teach those kind of work ethic items that are hard to find when you're living in town. There's not much in the way of barbed wire fence to fix. And honestly, knowing what we know about some of these chemicals now, I'm not letting the kids go out and spray like I used to. But my oldest daughter and I have the constant conversation about, you are the help I have, that you need to step up. And the response with her being 12 generally involves a little bit of a hope dad doesn't notice this eye roll, but she gets down to business. Now, at this point, I'll bring up some things that I think all human beings should know in order to be good human beings. Not just my daughters, not just your daughters, not just your sons, every one of us. Every human being should be able to cook a meal from scratch, sew a button back on, and thread the dang needle. Change a tire. If you're going to drive, know how to change a tire and change your oil. Mow the lawn. Use tools to build something. That's not an inclusive list, but that understanding is important so that you are not helpless in our society. 
The final item I'll bring up is we're working to learn that failure is a part of life and part of growing. Failure growing up is important because then you have scaffolding and support from which to learn. We got to let our kids fail a little bit in order for them to know how to come back from failure. Otherwise, they get out in the real world and it's a bless your little heart moment when you fail for real and it gets big. You lose a job, you end up out of college. Every time you fail, it's a chance to build resiliency. It's not easy. It sucks. But our kids need to learn it now so they can be successful later in life. Because I don't know about any other parents. I don't want my kids living with me when they're in their mid-20s. I want them out living their own brilliant future rather than me taking care of them. And this is all near and dear to my heart, and I'm probably going to come back to it in a future episode again. But something that's been pretty evident in my mind going forward is I'm pretty damn sure one of my kids is going to be president. Or a hitman. Or maybe both. Worth checking out. So between commuting to work, sitting in an empty office, and family drives, I've had a ton of times to listen to podcasts. And I keep finding podcasts and episodes of podcasts that really speak to me. For this one, especially considering what I discussed above, I struggle with the title a bit. The Art of Manliness, while the title does not seem inclusive, the information definitely is. Brett McKay is a skilled interviewer, and the thoughtful conversations on topics ranging from loneliness to success makes it a podcast I look forward to on a weekly basis. Check it out. That's it for this episode of Strive, Seek, Find. If you liked what you heard, leave a review and share it with a friend. If not, please reach out. I love feedback. Until next week, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a good day.